0: Season 1, Episode 29, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, Romans 6.23, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Before I talk about this verse, I said at the end of the previous podcast episode 28 that i would remember what i was talking about and forgot at the end of that podcast like i did the same one on episode 27 so i cleared that up or a little bit on 28 and now i'm on 29 i'm going to clear up a little bit at the end of 28 i was talking about um psalms 139 verses uh 12 through 16 and um verse one, the Lord hath the Lord, thou hast searched me and know me. You know, you say when you talk about somebody, you say, How long have you known them? I've known them. In some cases I guess parents can say, I, I knew you before you were born. I think my I, I asked my mother-in-law one time, what was it like to have twins? And she said, it, sometimes she thought there was a war going on down there. But in her stomach, whatever, in her womb. But, um, so I guess a mother would, would especially know that. And I guess a father would feel him kick and stuff like that. But anyway, God had a little more intimate knowledge of us since I think he has a lot to do with uh, creation. At least it sounds like in this verse. Uh, yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. It's not a problem to see inside the womb. and I mean, Now we can do that with ultrasound. Uh, But the night shineth as the day, the darkness and the light are both alike to thee, for thou hast possessed my reins, which are internal organs like the kidney, Um, you're you're all over those if you ever cleaned a fish, sorry, but uh, thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought or made in the lowest parts of the earth, which I think is poetic for the womb. Then, I'm sorry, thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, incomplete, the whole growth project, but the zygote is 100% you, the, the fertilized sail, has all your DNA it is you it just has to split and multiply into trillions of cells cells I'm not sure the order of magnitude there if it's I think it's 100 trillion the human body has 100 trillion cells so that's a lot of, that's a big number anyway it used to be a big number but how how um, how pr- Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written. This is before you were born. Which in continuance were fashioned. That's the birth process. It's Old English for the process of being, of growing inside the mother's womb. When in continuance were fashioned, all of my members, my, my organs grew, my hands grew, I grew became viable at some point outside the womb which you know you're not viable naked on the north pole right now so you know viability i i think is not an argument for determining whether someone's human or not but anyway these are i just open the door to my opinion on this and and i'll leave it at that um how precious also are thy thoughts unto me o god how great is the sum of them if i could if i should count them they are more in number than the sand. They say the, the order of magnitude of all the sand on all the seashores is equivalent to all the stars in the universe. So before you pay somebody, you know, a hundred bucks to name a star after you, tell them to name a, a hundred a trillion stars after you. If they could name one a second, that would take 32,000 years. If you're an evolutionist, that's longer than man has walked upright. Just 32,000, I mean just a trillion seconds so we're kind of enumerant we don't know numbers illiterate is is uh, you don't know words and enumerant is you don't know numbers but anyway um so my take on it is an analogy I, i mentioned shelby foote who said you know really brought the whole civil war together at the end of ken burns's uh series on the Civil War which was pretty fascinating the most costly war in American history we lost 600,000 soldiers or more than 600,000 we lose that every year in abortion in our country and it's down from initially it was up to 1.5 million at least that's the stats I read you used to have to look them up at an almanac now you have worldometer and things like that that you can look up stats in anyway Um, but I, you know, I, I liken the issue to slavery, uh, right versus rights is what Shelby Foote said. And in the North, if you will, was on the right side and the South was on the rights, the state rights. We have the right to own people. We have the right to property. Uh, Dred Scott decision was a bad decision by the Supreme court of the time to say that Dred Scott was property and therefore had no rights and could be inherited by his father's his doctor father's the doctor who treated him well and, and freed freedom at 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 his, in his will at his death and then the son sued the court and went all the way to Supreme Court and and uh they decided that Dred Scott was uh property and not a human um It's, you know, I I see similarities between the argument that brought on the Civil War and the argument uh, for abortion today. Rights, the right to choose. You know, that's not a, that's not a, uh, logically, that's not an absolute. Your right to choose is limited all the time by the law. Um, Killing humans... And again, look it up for yourself. The zygote, the, the fertilized cell, is 100% human, 100% you. It's just got to divide into, I think it's 100 trillion cells. It's a lot of cells in the human body. Anyway, I wouldn't want to count them. But um, it would be like trying to count the sand on the seashore, I think. But um, moving right along here. Um So um, I guess I've made my point that I wanted to make that was made by Shelby Foote about the Civil War. And and I don't know uh, what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And I don't want to come down on the wrong side of important issues, and I don't want you to come down on the wrong side of important issues. And maybe you think that that, uh, aborting unborn babies is an absolute right of the mother uh, I would disagree with you Uh, I have two adopted sons I have no idea the circumstances of their birth could have been rape could have been I don't know what it was and I don't care check their birth certificate mother Barbara Satterwhite Kingman father my name. So I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um so I, I want to get on to uh my my next memory verse. And I just added one today uh in church. It was Isaiah 9:6. For unto us a child is born unto us, a son is given. I already have that kind of memorized, so hopefully it won't take me slow me down for months. But anyway, I started adding some that were to my memory list because I wanted to keep these podcasts on verses I had memorized and this is just a quick one it's Romans 6 chapter 6 verse 23 and uh, it's the last verse in chapter 6 of Romans and Romans is a great book it's the first of Paul's epistles Uh, he wrote I forget how many epistles he wrote 13, and, uh, Thirteen epistles he wrote. And fourteen if he wrote Hebrews. Um, th- why is this one first? It's not chronological. It's not... It's the longest of his epistles. And in a single book. I guess first and second Corinthians, Corinthians might be longer. If you counted them as one book. But uh, they were two different letters. So Romans is the longest. It is such a great argument. I've taught it verse by verse. And... You, any law student should study Romans chapter 1. It's just an amazing argument. Um, and uh, again, I, I recommend Schofield's uh, study Bible. C.I. Schofield the old Schofield Bible, it's called. Or that's what we always called it. Um, Paul wrote to them having never met them. He did that in a couple of other books. Uh, I... This was the first book I ever heard about that he hadn't met the people before he wrote uh the Thessalonians he'd spent thirty days with them um the Galatians he'd witnessed to a lot of churches in Galatia modern Turkey um so the Ephesians had visited them. He finally at the end of his life visits the Romans unless he had two imprisonments, but I don't think he had two Roman imprisonments i've never I'm not in that camp but anyway uh Chapter 6, um, verse 23, says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death. I used to race over that part. I love this verse because I, it was so important to my own salvation in November of 1972, which was 48 years ago. And was the fact that it was a gift. And it was just crucial during that hour. I'm not exactly sure how long Jack Weaver talked to me. But um, it was a while. All the kids had left. Only the Bible College kids that were waiting for a ride to go home. Maybe they wanted to see if I was going to trust the Lord or not. But uh, at some point in, in the verses he was showing me, it might have been Ephesians 2:8-9: For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. The gift of God not of works lest any man should boast. Or it could have been Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I uh, I said to him, so it's a a free gift with no strings attached. And he said, as I've told you in other podcasts, uh, the only thing that could have got me in the boat, you know, fishers of men, you know, it's one thing to to have one on the line. It's another another thing to, to land it. And, um, Anyway, he had me on the line. I was interested. I was asking questions. That's a real good sign that somebody's involved in what you're saying. Uh, I said, "Are you telling me it's a free gift with no strings attached and without skipping a beat?" He said, "Praise the Lord. You understand it." And that was the perfect answer for me. It was it was it was important. And then I don't know if he went to John 3:16 next, but I know that That, all of a sudden, just made sense to me. For God so loved the world, everybody in the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, I like to say He had me at whosoever, whosoever believeth on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that would be Jesus. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him, Jesus, should not perish but have everlasting life. And some Bibles translate uh shall not perish. Some Bibles translate it should not perish. When there's any doubt between uh, uh, a conditional phrase like should, I guess, uh, it's the should is up to you. The might is up to you. For these were written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, and believing you might have life through his name. Again, the might is on you. Are you going to believe it or not? That, that it's It's a free gift, and it's through faith alone, in Christ alone, through God's grace alone. And you've got to repent of your dead works. If you're going to start throwing your works in front of God, which people try to do, they try to attach works to it, um, all you can do is just use the Word of God. Try to get the argument between the person and the Word of God. There's nothing wrong with an argument. That's That's a legitimate word. Come, let us reason together. A quarrel is not legitimate. A a, a logical argument, reason, that, you know, lawyers spend a lot of time learning to make good arguments. Arguments that will hold up in court. And Paul, this whole book of Romans, is an argument for faith in, in Jesus Christ. So the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ so I guess I jumped to the second part why that's I always liked it because I always skipped over the first part the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord I know nobody wants to hear about death and uh, but then I was up uh, visiting Tampa Bay Bible College um, trying to get kids to go there from from Miami when I was the pastor of Palmetto Bible Church. And Barb's parents lived there, and we went up for every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every time we could, we went up there. Sometimes we went up just to go to Bible college, college for a day, things like that. We'd take kids up there. And I remember one time we were sitting in what used to be the Fellowship Hall of Calvary Community Church. It's now the office. But um, they said, uh, uh, Hank, Hank Lindstrom said, and we called him Hank, President of Bible College, Dr. Hank Lindstrom, we called him Hank. He was just a youth director at heart, I think. But anyway, um, he said the wages of sin is death. It's not good works. It's not going to church. It's not being good. It's not walking old ladies across. The wages of sin is death. And that really spoke to me. I, I quit racing over that. And it's either the death, the judgment on Christ on the cross the only judgment eternal judgment that's taken place we've got the judgment seat of christ we've got the judgment of israel during the tribulation at the end of the tribulation we've got the judgment of the nations the sheep and the goats it's called and then the last one number 5 is uh, the great white throne at the end of the millennium prior to eternity when there'll be a, the earth heaven and earth will pass away pass with a great noise Take a look in Second uh, Peter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Big Bang is coming. And there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. And there's really not that much written about that new heaven and a new earth. But uh, the wages of sin is death. Um, <clears throat> I've got a story about wages that I, I used to tell when, to my class when I would go over this verse. I, I had a friend who went to Bible college. His name was Paul. Went to Florida Bible College. He was there at the same time uh I was trusting the Lord he was in a, a scene group called free joy and um Paul got married they used to call it Florida Bridal College and I got married in Bible college so a lot of us did and um anyway he uh he asked most people at Florida Bible College had jobs outside of you know, to pay for their school bill. And they tried to work it where the price was so reasonable that a kid working part-time, in some cases working full-time, uh, could could pay off their school bill as they went, not graduate with school bill. And um, so he got married, and he invited his boss, who was not a believer, but Paul wanted him to come to the wedding to hear the gospel, not... To receive a gift or anything like that anyway at the end of the wedding Paul was standing next to his beautiful bride and the, the receiving line and Paul's boss came up and stood before Paul and said um, gave him an envelope and Paul said sir I did not invite you to this wedding to, to to expect you to bring me a gift? I didn't. I I'm just. I don't know what to say. I'm just. And and his boss said, Paul, calm down. It's your paycheck. There's a great big difference between wages and a gift. Um, I worked at Florida Christian for 31 years. I was in the army for. Uh, I was getting paid for for for. Nine and a half years, and then after that, in the reserves, I got paid. Jumped out of an airplane one time. I got jump pay in the reserves. Um, I got paid. I never, you know, wrote the finance department of the army and said, thank you for my money. There's a huge difference between a gift and wages, and I think that story illustrates. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so, if we're going to pay for our sins, it's going to be by our second death. God talks about, the Bible talks about the first death and not to be afraid of it. Fear the second death. The second death is separation from God. It says in James, as the body without the, the spirit is dead. That's when you're dead, when the body, when the spirit leaves the body. And I need to study the you know, resurrection of the dead and all that kind of stuff because it sounds like Jesus was dead for three days, rose again on the third day. I think his body was in the tomb until it he re-entered it or rose from the dead. And uh, I think that's what's kind of going to happen to us. Um, but the sea will give up its dead. All those titanic believers the band playing nearer thy God to thee until, you know, the laugh, you know, until they got overwhelmed with water. I mean, um, there were believers in any group, and those believers, the sea will give up. I, I think God, you know, we're made out of the dust of the earth. Uh, that's what he created Adam out of. And we're all... The process was uh, the last uh, Psalms 39... Twelve uh, through sixteen, and um, it's his workmanship is marvelous. It's his workmanship. Um, so we're we're made uh, by God. Um, the wages of sin is death, and I and I embrace that phrase. What we earn is the second death, separation from God forever. Uh, In that process is a judgment for punishment in hell. That's the last of the five eternal judgments. And uh, what about, well, that's at the end of the millennium. So then we go to the new heaven and new earth, and I don't think there'll be sin in heaven, in the new heaven. I don't think there's going to be sin in in the heaven that's there right now. And that's because we don't have the flesh. We don't have the temptation to sin. And that's my take on it. But because uh, I know if it's up to me, I'll you know if things don't change, radically change. But again, the angels rebelled, and they were in heaven. So you know it's possible. It's possible, I guess. But I'm going to be very careful not to, to. You know, I'm just so thankful to. To to be in heaven. I have not seen nor ear heard what the Lord has in store for those that trust in Him. So, um, the wages of sin is death. What we earn is eternal separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And some people say, well, you're so narrow. You only believe in Jesus. Why not all these other religions? And and I've, I I want to say I didn't didn't come up with this, but I heard somebody say it. You know, they don't complain about breathing oxygen. I think you can replace the nitrogen with with helium, but you got to have the oxygen in there. You can't breathe pure nitrogen. You can't breathe pure, you got to have that 20% oxygen. So, um, and that's very narrow. I don't hear anybody complaining about that as we take breaths for our Lifetime after we exit the womb, but I don't think I think the Lord is definitely involved uh, in the womb, and I'll leave it at that. Sorry, I keep bringing it up. Um, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And how long does it last? It's eternal life, it's salvation, not probation. Some people have a real hard time with. With once saved, always saved. You know, license to sin. I was going to talk about this one time in, in the podcast and I didn't get it done. Uh, the license to sin. I I, I was writing uh, as a pastor of Palmer Bible Church. Monthly I would write on a, a calendar out and send it to my supporters and show them what I was doing and, and what the church was doing. And also... and I was pretty busy, a lot of people commented on how busy I was, but you know, you want to make yourself look busy, I guess, but I was busy, I didn't know where the spoons were for, I don't know, the first five months of being a pastor at Palmetto Bible Church, Barb just fed me, and and I got busy doing stuff, but um, anyway, uh, I'm going to get sidetracked on this, I know I'm going to get sidetracked on this, I had it, um... Oh my gosh! Why do I do this? Um, I start talking about Barb and I just lose everything. I start remembering about her. Oh my gosh! Well, I'll tell you what. I tune in next week and I will tell you uh, after I listen to this and uh, uh, I'll tell you what that when I get to episode number thirty, season one. Episode 30. I think I'm just going to keep them all Season 1 and just go up to however high I get to. And uh, we'll see. But, um, yep, yeah, I got to go. All right, have a great night. Um, adios. I used to say this to my class. To God, as they after the bell rang. To God. And uh, sometimes I would say, Vaya Dios. I mean, go with God.